0: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey
1: guys, welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin, the host of this Bible study show for young adults and those who are young at heart. In the studio, we have Sebastian and Jonathan and Siku. Hello. Aloha. And we have all of you. Uh, For those of you who are in Hawaii, we apologize for (laughs) for that (laughs) mispronunciation. We are here to have a really good time in the Bible. And if you guys know anything about us, we take the Bible very seriously. We don't take ourselves very seriously, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we want to get into the Word of God and what the Word of God has to say specifically with books that may be a little difficult, like the book of Leviticus. So, if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn your phones or your devices on or open your Bibles to the book of Leviticus. We are in chapter 5, chapter 5, and we're looking at all the sorts of different uh, sacrifices there are there that are in the book of Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off with a word of prayer. Sebastian, can you pray for us?
2: Yes, let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, Jesus promised that when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, that He will guide us into all truth. And we pray that that same Spirit may abide with us now as we study about this offering of restitution is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. And indeed, our uh, our episode is entitled Restitution. Restitution. And I want to ask Jonathan, what are some things that... Um, uh, yeah, I know you haven't been with us every episode, but from the there are the five the five mm-hmm. offerings. What are ones that you remember? We can fill in the gaps afterwards.
3: Sure, um, I really appreciated the first offering that mm-hmm. we talked about, the burned offering, yeah. and the the element of totality that it represents mm. the fact that God completely gives Himself to us mm. in every possible way, not just in, through the sacrifice. The sacrifice of Jesus, of course, is you know, ultimate mm-hmm. uh, representation of that, but also in, his, in everything He does for us, He is totally other-centered. And so, seeing that in that sacrifice, but then also the response that we give Him in total commitment as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. not for merit that right. we earn any salvation, but as a response of love, um, it should that, be a reflex response. Yes. Like, hey, you
1: went off for us, Lord. I know
3: this is nothing, but I just want to go up to right. you as a day. and that's yeah. and that's fundamental. Yeah. Like we, we say that often on this show, we talk about this these dynamics, but that this is fundamental, and it sometimes takes a while to sink into the human brain to mm-hmm. to accept it and then to choose to believe it, mm-hmm. uh, and and to really choose to accept the righteousness of God instead of trying to produce my own righteousness that you know it's just not going to cut mm-hmm. cut it. You know mm-hmm. and and it takes off an immense amount of pressure um, on a very practical basis, like an immense amount of pressure off you if you know that God is on your side. In fact, He's gone above and beyond for you mm-hmm. to provide what you need. So, that sacrifice represents, that's some of the things that it represents to me um, from, from the Word, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that one, That's yep. study. Very good, very good. Some other sacrifices you guys are, are offerings that you remember,
1: Siku? Yeah. Uh, the,
0: the next one was the, uh, the, grain. the, the grain offering, mm-hmm. which is about, us giving, um, so not just giving all of who we are, but giving all of what we have Mm -hmm. and that God gave all of what He has um, for our salvation, Um, and giving for supporting the work, um, supporting uh, God's specially set aside workers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fellowship offering, like that probably impacted me the most, um, that what Christ's sacrifice has done is so that we can have fellowship with one another and mm-hmm. fellowship with God, so mm-hmm. that it's beautiful. the community mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. Christ sacrificed. So, we got burnt, we got
1: grain, we got fellowship, and then the last one was on... The unintentional
2: uh, sin. sin, so the forgiveness. Yeah. Right? You're, you sinned and you, you didn't know, but then when it comes to your knowledge, you come and you bring this particular offering. Mm-hmm. So, you have that element of, of knowledge, intention does not mean you did not do something wrong, Mm -hmm. and then the beauty that Jesus' sacrifice covers those things that you don't even know that Mm -hmm. you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So, by the time you do come to the knowledge Right, there's already a willingness of God to forgive you. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus' sacrifice also speaks to us on those things that we don't even know that we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, let's go to chapter 5, verse 17. We're looking at the fifth uh, offering here, and this kind of will tie up our the series of five offerings in the book of Leviticus. It, verse uh, 17, and uh, see if you can read verse 17 to... onwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It says, If a person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he does not know it, and yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity, and he shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock with your valuation as a trespass offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him regarding his ignorance in which he erred and did not know it, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He has certainly trespassed against the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by lying to his neighbor about what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or about a pledge, or about a robbery, or if he has extorted from his neighbor, or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it, and swears falsely in any one of these things that a man may do in which he sins, then it shall be because he has sinned and is guilty that he shall restore what he has stolen, or the thing which He has extorted, or what was delivered Mm. to Him for safekeeping, or the lost thing which He found, or all that about which He has sworn falsely, He shall restore its full value, add one-fifth more to it, and give it to whomever it belongs on the day of His trespass offering and he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, a ram without blemish from the flock, with your valuation as a trespass offering to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord, and he shall be forgiven for any one of those things that he may have done in Mm. which he trespasses."
1: Okay, so this is the, the fifth offering um and what is unique about the characteristic of, mm. of this offering there is uh one thing that, that 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 typifies this that's the kind of the opposite to the fourth offering and it's uh it's more intentional in nature uh it's a very interesting in verse 17 though it says there that if a person sins and commits of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of God though he does not know it yet he's guilty and bears iniquity that's kind of a weird nuance so this person, doesn't know that he sinned, but he knew he knows he's going against the commands of God. Right? Like what what is going on there? I don't know. But the nature of of, of which this offering is given is kinda complementary to the other one. One is more unintentional mm-hmm. and this one is uh, that they went against God's wi- against something about God or mm. something against a human being, and there is reparations or some kind of activity associated with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the fifth, and uh, some people call this the guilt offering. Some people call it the trespass offering, depending on your translation.
2: Uh, and you, and you also, Justin, take the fact that even in this sort of. Um, Description that's coming in verse 17 Mm. about he does not yet know it, you also can sense God also speaking perhaps to a sense of neglect when he talks about his ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. And ignorance is not always something that is the fault of a teacher. Sometimes it's my fault that I did not pay attention to the commandments of the Lord or what God expected Mm -hmm. and therefore trespassed because of my own intentional neglect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my failure to give it proper attention. Mm -hmm. And I think. In this particular offering, you have situations, you know, in chapter 6 that are like clear, like, I'm trying to get over one for safekeeping or what was delivered to me, I lie about it, but here you're also looking at the element of, you know, I'm just not really going back to what we said last week about continually learning and growing my knowledge to mm-hmm. see where I'm not matching up with the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I think with, with this particular offering, we we run into that challenge of our ignorance is not always re- because you didn't know the commandments in that sense, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's your ignorance is because you're just not giving it its due diligence and attention.
1: Yeah, uh, in verse seventeen, I mean, it, the, this person is, has has, has, has uh, transgressed the commandments of God, yeah. yet, but they don't know it. In the sense that there's one commentary that says that the the repercussions of their actions haven't been known until afterwards, or mm-hmm. God doesn't reveal that afterwards. Yeah. So there's others who are like, hey, I committed, I, I, I trespassed the commandments of God, but that's okay. I haven't seen the results of that yet. And then they and then later on they see the results and they're like, mm-hmm. oh man, that was a bad thing. You know? Yep. Uh, regardless of the, 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 the nature is that there are egregious things that have been proactively done mm-hmm. yes. rather than inactively passively done. Right. Yes. And then God provides the provisions for all sorts of different scenarios.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm.
3: You know, what's unique in this in this uh, case is that God is calling the transgressor to provide restitution uh, mm-hmm. before He actually makes the offering. Mm-hmm. So, if you realize what you've done or you did, you know, willfully um, and you, you want to have atonement for this, while there is no atonement in the action of restitution, the atonement comes in the blood of the lamb or the blood mm-hmm. of the, the yes. sacrifice. so important. But God is calling for, for uh, you know, for things to be made right. Why? Because this is, I mean, this is speaking to a, a greater reality. What has sin done? Sin has disrupted. Sin has broken. Sin has stolen, and Jesus, through his, you know, uh, the work of salvation, is providing, you know, healing and restitution. He is, he is making up for for the lack. Like he, there is, there is a bigger picture, bigger illustration here of a bigger reality. But on a very practical basis, God is calling us. Hey, you, you stole. You're going to return this. You know, they, I mean, yes, there's forgiveness, but there is also justice and fairness and God is a god of fairness while he does cover our sins and forgive us he's not doing it without provide like every sin will um, be be borne by somebody whether mm-hmm. it's Jesus or yourself so like he's not just washing them away and the guilt is gone and the, it, there is, it there will is be punishment paid either way it will be paid right and that is Done in Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a responsibility when we have wronged somebody in that way mm-hmm. to to make things right. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's a very practical um, uh, commandment here mm-hmm. that is given to his people. And uh, it's not always easy to, to do do it in a practical way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But and
0: and mm-hmm. and this, no, just just reflecting on on this that that you you did something that you knew was wrong, mm-hmm. um, and you you have acknowledge knowledge that what you did was egregiously wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this having to go back to the person that you wronged, and not just restore what you took, but Add. adding onto it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This um, guards against the this idea of cheap grace. Yes, of like, exactly. You know, yeah, I'll just. Yeah, I'll. I'll I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll just transgress. Yeah, and I'll bring a sacrifice later. Yeah, you done. know. Yeah, and so it, it it helps bring a sense of accountability even yes. like within myself, like realizing that what I did cost somebody. And aside from what I took from them, like I, the adding on something to it is also realizing that I it cost them something beyond what I took, the physical thing that I took.
2: And, and, and the, the fact that that cost is not something here, it's being measured, right? But when you take away things now where I failed to reveal Christ to you, or I was mm. unkind, or I was un- impatient, or I I did I, I stole your money, which means you lost, you know, your car, or you lost, your credit is impacted, or whatever. Mm. So, you're, you, you can almost see the beauty of, of Jesus' restoration in, in, yeah. in, in that He's coming. In a sense, His ministry is like this offering, right, where it's like He's healing people yeah. before He dies, right? And on the cross. So it's like, I'm going to restore your hand, I'm going to restore your life of mm-hmm. your daughter, I'm going to restore, you know, you being paralyzed for 38 right. years, and then I'm going to die and shed the blood and, and yada, 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 and then carry that blood into the sanctuary. So you, you can almost see that whatever you lose in this world because of the wrongs of right. someone else, like Jesus' sacrifice, like I'm going to restore to you what was robbed and add something on top of that, mm-hmm. which is more than what you lost, which is a powerful concept, because that means that whatever we think we lose in mm-hmm. this world through the sinfulness of it, Jesus is like, not only can I restore it, mm-hmm. I can give you more than what was taken from
3: you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- this is the, min- the ministry of Jesus is he, he heals us and then goes beyond. He blesses us even on top of that. Yes. So, you know, we have wronged Him and He forgives us and then blesses us even more. That's right. It's pretty incredible. So, like, the character of Christ is is here on display in a very practical terms for us, mm. um, and it's teaching us. But it's also a very teach, very very like um, uh, educational experience when you when you have to do this yeah. in so many ways. I mean, I can only think of my own uh, my own experience uh, growing up. Like I had to, I had to apply these things in my life. Like I stole some money from some people, and like yes, Johnno? and in this I this quarter all these sins are being all discussed. these sins are being confessed. <laughs> Be sure your sins as will a fight teenager, you out. as a teenager, and and um, that wasn't that long ago. Johnno.
1: These ancient well,
2: sins. youth.
3: <laughs> it doesn't matter when it was. Like, it was yesterday or twenty oh, years matters. ago, it matters. It matters.
2: Okay, I'm gonna make all sure right. my wallet is secure <laughs> in the dressing room. <laughs> <Like>. Too late. <laughs>
3: No, no, but, like, I, I remember, um, you know, realizing what I had done was wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt bad about it, you know, of course, and, but it took a while for me to come up with the courage and the spiritual maturity to actually,
2: you know, make things right. Mm. But um, what, what made you pause? Like, what made you hesitate when you said you, it took a lot of courage? It was, as I said, spiritual maturity. Like,
3: the, I, I knew, you know, even when I did it, I, was, I knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't care enough. But then, as I grew closer to Jesus, He brought these things to my attention again. What you had done, and um, I, I knew I had to make things right. Mm-hmm. But that, is, that t- it does take courage. But that, that's where you know Jesus walks with you and helps you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I, can, I can speak from my own experience there.
1: You know what? What, I, what, what, what text comes from Remembrances? Matthew, Matthew mm-hmm. five, uh, mm-hmm. verse twenty-two. Mm. Five twenty-two. But I say to you that whosoever, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Rakah shall be in danger <laughs> of the council. But whosoever says, "You fool," shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, verse twenty-three: If you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something Do against you. Know. you Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Mm. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge and and the judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Uh, I just, you know, so many times where I get into arguments with my wife and then their Sabbath is arriving. And it's just an awkward thing to be like, all right, we are in a really bad time, uh, moment in our relationship. And like, let's all keep, let's go, go to Happy worship Sabbath. together. It's, it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the longest technically you can be angry at someone is, is six days, you know, because right. y- y- you got to go to worship. <laughs> and I remember like on Sabbath morning, i are like, this, this is just this. This cannot continue. And, mm. and, and and God has, I love what you said, it's almost as God is creating a new type of kingdom with new social ethics, new social dynamics. Yes. God is teaching His children through these you know, rituals and, and, and uh, recipes and, and offerings yeah. of new ways to interact with human beings. I mean, it's going to be a reality. We're going to get angry with each other, we're
3: going to get whatever, but reconciliation has to occur yeah. on the merits of Jesus. And, and if I can just you know, continue my little story of what mm. I did and all that, uh, it, the beautiful thing is that I experienced reconciliation with mm. these individuals, people who I thought, you know, they're going never gonna forgive me, they're gonna be mad at me for the rest of their lives, whatever. Mm. It was amazing to see how, how, with so much grace, I, the response was so so graceful. It mm. was, you know, not a, they forgave me. There was reconciliation. There was compassion. Like it was all the things I did not expect um, happened. And I'm not saying that this will all this will always happen with right. every person you, you make things right with, but there is a beautiful experience that, you know, um, where where forgiveness and reconciliation becomes so real. So, I just want to encourage anyone who might be listening or watching, like, oh, maybe there's this thing you you are aware of that you should make right. Mm. Uh, Take courage. Jesus is going to help you to do it. And you might be surprised how beautiful that moment is and how it actually will elevate your relationship with that person Mm -hmm. for the future, Um, you know, if that person also is in tune with (laughs) with the Lord. But I Mm -hmm. I, I just want to encourage people to don't, don't pull it off. Just
1: yeah. do it. You know what I like, and see just before you, because I want to just j- jump on this, and I love how the Old Testament and the New Testament kind of complement each other in the yeah. sense that the New, the Old Testament is like, hey, if you've done the wrong, then you go and make right, mm-hmm. and illustrated by Jonathan. But in the New Testament, Jesus says in verse 23, mm-hmm. that if you bring the altar to the altar and, and there remember mm-hmm. that your brother has something against you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in the relationship, you're not the one that's been, you're not the one that's wronged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the other person that's wrong you and how many people are out there that are just still miffed and still offended and that and this person has offended them and they don't they don't even know it they don't even care well it's on Jesus is giving the imperative to the person who's been offended to go and
3: so it's it's two ways you know the Old Testament is this way the yeah. New
1: Testament is this way to make sure that the relationship
3: is is good I it's mean good. that's what God did right mm-hmm. we offended him and he came he did yeah. the first step yeah 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 so yeah.
0: You took my point. Oh, was that, <laughs> is that your point? <laughs> that was your point?
1: I'm sorry. But that, that, well, that was my verse that I brought up. So I yeah, just wanted sorry. To Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I, I wanted to, you know, building off of the, the thing you went to in Matthew, <laughs> where he's, he's dealing with um, leaving your gift at the altar, go your way and first be reconciled to your brother. There's also this element going back to Leviticus and Matthew are in harmony, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the human restitution happens first. And sometimes, right, we think because all that matters is the spiritual restitution mm-hmm. with God, mm-hmm. well, I prayed, I've asked for forgiveness, that's it, mm-hmm. but in both Old and New Testament, the encouragement is no, no, this human restitution has to take place first, which then almost prepares the heart in coming back to God, mm. because when you said what you said when I asked that question, like what made you hesitate, mm-hmm. to me it makes sense why God is saying do that first, because He. Okay. I don't get to see God, I don't get to see the disapproval, right. I don't get to hear it in their voice or the tear in their eyes to say, you don't understand how deeply it hurt me, how much I trusted you, and then to see that and mm-hmm. to go through that and to say, I'm willing to now face up and say, I'm, I'm that person. Right. What you're describing, like I was that person and my intention is to be a different person and I took all the smoke and now I'm going to go to Jesus
0: yeah right and and that's okay that's that was another part of what I was gonna say from the okay is that um <laughs> the the bringing the sacrifice it's important to do that before you bring your sacrifice, because if i'm saying I knew what I did was wrong, right, and i, I was when I, while I was doing it, like there was this kind of a knowledge mm-hmm. of like i'm doing something wrong, right, yeah, and then I'm like, okay, now i'm going to go and ask for forgiveness. This is something that I struggled with you know as a younger Christian was like if I do something that's wrong when I know that it's wrong, mm. like, how do I know that when I come to Jesus and say, I'm sorry, I'm actually sorry for mm. what I did, right? Yeah. And yeah. this actually helps mm. to answer that question. It's like, if I wronged somebody in, and I, I knew that it was wrong, and then I'm like, okay, I wanna come to Jesus and say sorry, having to go to that person, the brokenness that mm. it takes mm-hmm. to acknowledge that before another person, like the humility that it takes to like own, you know, whatever yes. it was, that helps in that experience of now yeah. when I'm coming to God in my, you know, repentance, yes. like, it, it helps to, like, make it real, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm actually sorry for what I did, you know, mm-hmm. it, it puts flesh and bones on it, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. to speak.
2: Absolutely, and, and I, 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 that, that has to be central.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I feel like th- what you're saying right there addresses so much Uh, mental space in people who are grappling with the fact that they are Christians, they do know the Word of God, they do love Jesus, and they're doing wrong things. And therefore, you grapple with that because it's like, am I even really sincere? Mm -hmm. Because I might be here next week, and I've done the same thing. But it's like, this welcomes into things like accountability, this welcomes into things like, hey, I betrayed your trust, I wronged you, I'm going to try to make that right, even though you didn't know, but I knew. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to make that right, and this is yeah. what I'm going to do, and that accountability um, is a part and parcel of that restitution, that I'm going to restore that integrity and that private trust that you've given to me, mm-hmm. even as I try to grow in my relationship with God.
1: Can I ask you this question? So, this, this uh, offering is very prescriptive. There's a lot of human prescription uh, element to it. Uh, all the other offerings really pointed to, to Jesus on a deeper note, Right? Jesus hmm. is the burnt offering. He died hmm. completely for us. Jesus is the grain offering. Jesus is the... Um, uh,
0: Peace the, the all the other offer. offerings. Okay. Uh,
1: for, the, for this one, where, is the, where, where do we see Jesus, not only in Him prescribing to us to, to, re, to pay the restitution back to the one that we offended to, where is Jesus in the, in the offering? Is that a fair enough question?
0: yeah uh here's one place that that I see Jesus in in this offering um, when it says you know you go and you restore what you took yeah. with more on top, a recognition that mm, the yeah. physical that you took away is not all, is not everything that you took away when you wronged somebody, mm. but then you go to the altar and you bring your sacrifice. Mm because ultimately Jesus is the one who restores mm. beyond what we can even restore, mm-hmm. right? So, so it He doesn't a token. restore
1: only to what the loss is, but restores it even furthermore. It's the right. furthermore that that is. Yes, does. yes. Like,
0: and, and this is a token of, resi- when we go and, mm-hmm. you know, bring restitution, or when we go to try and restore what we took away, it's a token, really, because, you know, um, yeah. the emotional pain, the inconvenience, yes. the whatever, like, no money can give that back, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, even if you just took money. like. Yeah. So, Jesus ultimately is the one who can restore all things. And, and so, even if you went back and you said, I'm sorry, and you gave back and you added on top, it still would not meet what we mm-hmm. have done when we wrong people, even when we've wronged God. And ultimately, yeah. restoration and the restitution only comes in Christ. He is the full restitution
2: for mm-hmm. all our wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, beautiful, in, beautiful. In, in the last, last verse that we read... Of where? in uh, chapter 6 of Leviticus. Leviticus 6, verse verse 6. It says, "...and he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, a ram without blemish, from the flock, with your valuation as a trespass offering to the priest." Mm -hmm. So, this is another place to me that you also see Christ is that the valuation is based upon what was taken, what was robbed. Mm -hmm. So, now you understand that if Jesus is that evaluation, So, it's like, when I go to God, what do I have to bring? Well, you have this, the blood and all of this is giving you the atonement with the valuation to restore. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, you're like, well, what is the price? What's the appraisal? The Son of God is the price.
0: Mm.
2: So, you're thinking like, man, in order for me to restore what I've taken from God, Mm. in order for me to restore what I've taken from heaven, from the universe, what's the price? It's Jesus. I can't pay that. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine an Israelite going there and finding out what you stole is something I cannot restore? Mm -hmm. So, then I can never be, I can never make restitution. Mm. I can never have atonement. Mm -hmm. And so, that's only possible if I have not only the offering, but the valuation on Mm -hmm. top of that. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see with Christ, Jesus is in this fact to say, one day we will, to some degree... Understand as much as our human mind can comprehend what we have robbed. Mm-hmm. And then we will only value Jesus more mm. to recognize that he was sufficient to cover all of that value mm. that I now realize was lost and
1: taken. Amen. 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 I want to conclude with this last verse in Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. 26. The Bible says, He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now, once at the Mm -hmm. end of the ages. He has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of the many. To those who eagerly wait for Him, Mm -hmm. He will appear the second time apart from sin for salvation." Skip down to uh, chapter 3, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 3, I'm sorry, chapter 10, verse 3, but in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year, but it is not possible that the blood of bulls and a goat should take away sins. And there's, there's more verses uh, throughout that, but mm-hmm. there's this motif of once, once, the, mm. the blood of bulls and sins, uh, it's, it's not that effective. So I think it's just to conclude here is that we see these five sacrifices and each one points to Jesus in just an is awesome way. But now, we don't have to cut, uh, pick and choose. Today, I offer the burnt and the sin. Today, the trespass and the grain. Or And you see this in the, in the Old Testament. Now, in Jesus, all five are encapsulated in one sacrifice, the cross. And Jesus fulfills each of these uh, sacrifices in their fullest sense. And that is the only sacrifice that we need. No mm. more bulls today, no more goats, no more sheep, no more birds, no more of these animals. We just need Jesus. And that is a message that we find in the the small half of Leviticus. We have more lessons that we have in store in the book of Leviticus. Join us as we continue our study in a very difficult book, but a very Christologically central book of Leviticus. See you next week here on Inverse.
0: This is inverse.